Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the ILC. I got the superstar, Kim Schultz. How are you, Kim? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. And I got Derek, the toy maker, Neil. How are you, Derek? I'm doing just great. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. We missed you last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. we, we like to hear your, hear your opinions every once in a while. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <clears throat> okay, the stand-in. Okay, I love Drew, Drew Barrymore. I think she's uh, very good. And, you know, everything is, uh, I think she's a good actress. I think she has a great talk show. Everything is good about uh, Drew Barrymore, except for this movie, The Stand-In. She, uh, she plays uh, um, uh, Candy, who's played by Drew Barrymore, and she has an identical twin, played by, played by Drew Barrymore. And, and so she, um, she wants to just kind of stop acting and uh, just get away from everything. So she brings, uh, and the stand-in is uh, her as well. And I thought, okay, this is, you know, this, it's okay, like the first, like, uh, uh, five minutes. And then it all kind of goes to hell. I'm sorry. It just, okay, so she uh, she comes across Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is retired from acting. She owes the people, uh, uh, IRS, a lot of money and all that stuff. And so, yeah, she comes and uh, finds her, and and uh, she's living in a big house with no, a very little furniture and all that. And so she uh, she comes across her, and okay, I gotta tell you, this movie is terrible. It is terrible. Okay, and Drew Barrymore starred in this, and I was like, I like her so much, and she's just terrible in this movie. She's also part producer of this movie, and I just thought that um, you know I. This, this movie is so terrible. Okay, a long time ago, I gave very bad things zero stars, okay? Okay? And that came out in 1998, okay? This movie is no stars. I can't even, I can't even say anything good about this movie. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, I love Drew Barrymore, and she's good in a lot of movies, but she, uh, she's part producer, and several other people are part producers of this movie. It's directed by J.D. Babbitt, and as writer is Sam and Bain, and I'm just like, my God, this movie, it, it, it was it was a chore to sit through this movie. And the other other movie that I gave zero stars to was Very Bad Days back in 1998. This movie is not even worth watching. I, I, I can't even tell you how terrible this movie is. And they got some pretty good actors in this and all that. And I was just like, oh, my God, what the hell? And I was just sitting there thinking, I can't even – I tell you what, Kim and Derek, this is so hard to talk about because I watched it, and I was just sitting there thinking – what the hell? This this makes no. I tell you what, this movie is awful. Uh, I wouldn't even waste my time with this. And like I said, Drew Barrymore is a great actress and she has a great talk show. But other than that, she's part producer of this and she stars in it. And there's no excuse for that at all. And I'm just sitting there thinking this movie is not even worth watching. I would avoid this movie. Don't even give it a shot. This movie is terrible. No stars for me. Tim, what do you think? <laughs> So I to say that you did not enjoy the movie. Like, I'm not, no, I didn't. I'm picking it up from you. I didn't like the movie. All right. Well, first of all, I do love Drew Barrymore. I, I do, too. Follower says E.T. all the way up. And, you know, she has some good roles and some bad roles. And this was a this was just not a good movie. Now, the premise of it, kind of, if you, if you were to analyze it and you would spend any time on it, which you've already wasted an hour and 41 minutes of your life, so I don't know 
why you'd want to spend too much more time on it. But the premise of someone who is basically laughed at her whole life and doing stupid things to make all this money, and then, you know, she just wants to retire, and she does bad stuff, and... And she has trouble with the IRS. Yeah, you have the IRS, so then, you know, you're going to do a little bait and switch here, and then you've got a crazy person over here. And it, it was, to me, it was just one of those, um, I don't know, one of those, uh, like, Benny Hill shows or something. Just kind of, like, you're thinking, um, great, like, nothing. Like, it was like skits inside a little, I don't know. It was it was very hard to watch. And it was, um, it, it, you know, it has the love story in it. And if some of the aspects of it, you just want, you know, you want this crazy evil person to you know to maybe her find her peace but then you've got the nice person who turns into the crazy evil person so if you kind of watch the morphous of it of the original character um which is uh candy so candy is you you wonder why she's such an uptight person because of what she has to do you've got paula who wants that and so you want candy wants to get rid of it paula wants it paula wants to get into it but once you get it it's one of those things that you're like Oh, now I understand why you're such a bitch. Now I understand yeah. why you're being mean. So it has some some philosophy parts to it, but you just have to muddle through the insane Ugh. ridiculousness of this movie. And it was hard to watch. It was not enjoyable. And I would have to give it a zero. I, I would not give it a star. Maybe a hat. No, I, I can't. It was so boring. No, I, it, it's... It, was, it wasn't good. And, and if oh. it was like a no-name actor, an actress playing this, okay, I could take it. But with Drew, Drew Barrymore, those, you know, with nowadays... Pick your pick things better, and maybe she didn't realize because when she read the script, how horrible it was gonna be. But I can't imagine. Like I'd have been like, I'm gonna do what, and they're gonna do what, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call the police. I mean, that's what. So yeah. Nope. Well, also Drew Barrymore, she knows what the movie was about because she part produced it. <laughs> I don't get that. I know. <laughs> I know it's kind of disheartening. Oh my God. All right, Derek. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. This this movie was dismal. Uh, it was it was like I you know, I don't know how to how to explain it. Uh, it was like drinking vinegar to, to to work your way through. I don't know. It, it it seemed to me like this movie started out as something else, and. Yeah. Probably suffered from a case of too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, there were 23 producers on this movie, yes. including uh, uh, Barrymore. Yes. Uh, and I think a lot of her a, friends are part producers of that too. So yeah, and and uh, I don't know if somebody made a bet and lost uh, or what. Uh, a lot of the cast are like second string players. There there really isn't anybody that's very you know, noticeable or, or with a lot of notoriety uh, to their career. There were some, you know, decent actors in it, uh, but yeah. aside from Drew Barrymore, no real big names, uh, yeah. which leads me to think that somebody lost a bet. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah, the, she owed I think, something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably one of the 23 other producers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh I, I do think that if, if maybe they had focused the script on one thing, I think there was too much going on. Too much if story just going focused, on. Yeah, if they would have focused on maybe the whole bait and switch thing with the, the, the dual part, you know, like it focus on the fact that the one gal was stealing the identity or focus yeah. on the love story or you know, focus on one aspect alone, then I think yeah. this film could have turned out a lot better. It, it is kind of sad that this is the movie that Drew Barrymore decides to do after a five-year stint of no films. Yes. Uh, especially after the phenomenal show that she did uh, on, uh, oh, now I can't think of it. On Netflix. Played, 
yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. the one where she was the zombie. Oh, uh, oh my god, that was a great show. <laughs> I love that show, and I really I wish too. they could Santa have continued. Santa Clarita Diet or something? Yes, yeah, Santa Clarita yeah. Diet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was an absolutely great show, uh, and I wish they would have continued that. But yeah, for this film, I, I can't even give it zero stars and feel good about oh, that. It's terrible. Oh my god. It's, yeah. I, <laughs> can we give it. negative star reviews? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh god. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, stars? I think. I, yeah, they owe me some stars here. <laughs> they owe me an hour and 41 minutes of my life back. <laughs> you know what, though, man? Was, I was, it felt I was, longer was, than that. Well, yes. I'm telling you what. Um, uh, I would gain it zero stars if I thought it, saw it in the theater because I just che- kept checking my watch and find out what this movie's going to be over. And you know what they shouldn't have done? They shouldn't have made this movie. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I imagine watching your watch was more entertaining than watching it. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. You know, Very Bad Things starred Cameron Diaz, Christian Slater, and John Favreau, and is directed by Peter Berg. You know what? And uh, that's just as bad as this movie. Zero stars. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's just terrible. So, you know. Oh, okay. Moving on. Let's see what else we got. All right. Unhinged. Okay. It stars Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Okay? And he plays a... This is a kind of a psychological thriller and all that where... Um, he, he has road rage and he goes in, uh, before he comes, uh, across, um, yeah, everybody in his future, he, uh, I guess he kills his, uh, estranged family and all that. And, and so he comes across, uh, when, uh, she's, uh, uh, Rachel is taking her son to school and, and so, uh, you know, she kind of, she's trying to move in and out of track of traffic and all that stuff. And so um, she comes across Russell Crowe, okay? And uh, Russell Crowe uh, rose down the window and said, uh, he needs to, uh, can you apologize? Uh, because, yeah, he thinks she's having road rage and all that stuff. And, and yeah, she is a little bit. But so Russell Crowe um, just kind of takes, uh, takes, takes um she kills one of her lawyers and she kills uh he kills uh most of her family and all that stuff and um i kind of thought okay this is you know this this is okay you know it's you know it's but um it, it goes on and on you know and then all of a sudden um uh at the very ending i thought uh well this ain't this ain't bad you know and so i'm not going to tell you the conclusion of all this because you don't need to know because you might want to watch this but I thought that uh, Russell Crowe uh, gained a lot of weight in this show, and then I was like, "Wow, he doesn't look like he 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 did in the past." But um, yeah, he's uh, gained weight. And I thought his performance was okay, and I kind of thought, you know, I thought, okay, this is uh, this movie is okay. But um, I thought uh, 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 Karen, uh, what's your last name, Kim? Karen. Kevin. Yeah. Karen uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays Rachel. I thought she was okay in this movie, and I thought this script, uh, this script was okay, and the direction done by Derek uh, Bodie was okay. And I just thought, you know, uh, I couldn't believe that this uh, this movie, um, it was released in the theaters, uh, and then the pandemic happened and all that stuff, and and I was waiting to watch this, and it was just released, I think, on uh, in bigger theaters because it didn't even come anywhere near us, you know. But I just kind of thought that. Um, you know, there's some good parts of this movie, and some, uh, and then some other parts that, you know, it's just like what it is. It's just like a, um, it's kind of like Duel, but not as good as Duel, okay? Because um, this movie is uh, okay, but it's not great. And I just kind of thought, oh, okay, you know, 
it's all right. It's not great, but I'm still going to give it two stars because I thought Russell Crowe was okay. And, uh, you know, I thought the, the script was all right and the directing was all right. But overall, uh, this movie uh, is much better than the last one we just talked about. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But I just kind of thought that uh, I just I knew what I was getting. You know what I mean? I got I know what I was getting and I don't like movies like this. But I just kind of thought that, man, could you come up with a little bit better of a story, you know, because Russell Crowe, I think, is a really good actor. And, and I'm just kind of like, oh, man, you know, but sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. And, you know, so I'm going to give this uh, two out of four. Um, I don't know. This is um, I love Russell Crowe and I always have. But I'm kind of like, OK, it's OK. And, uh, you know, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's just like something you can watch. And just check your mind out at the door and just go on with your rest of your uh, normal duties. That's what I was thinking. So, Kim, what do you think of this show? Well, so I had to start it twice because at the beginning I was like, what the heck? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> so then I was like, I'm not, I'm not mentally able to watch that today. So then I waited and started watching it again. And then, of course, I got past it and I was like trying to figure out what's going to happen. Then it started to happen. And I do not enjoy these kind so i kind of watched it fast forward meaning i just kind of watched it as i went fast forward and then when yeah. i got to the end and i figured out what the end was i went back like 10 minutes and watched it so it's an hour and 30 minutes and it took me about i don't know 40 minutes to watch it because <laughs> i didn't watch the middle part of it it was just too predictable it's like i don't i i with my when i empathize with people i don't like it and i i didn't like the mom on her her whiny little attitude <laughs> I just and, and then you know and he's and he was actually being calm and you know nice and she was like that's just, it's not in my character I would first of all would not have treated him that way and if I would have I'd have been like I you know I'm really sorry that you're I would no she didn't so that was yeah. like so that point I'm kind of like well I guess we're gonna see what you're gonna get because that was snotty and um well she probably she's rethinking that now isn't she yes yeah. I guess maybe we need to be a little bit nicer in this world so I you know I it's not a movie that I would it, it's not even the a, like I like suspense. I don't yeah. like the typical, and it was just not real to me. It's like, how did you gain all of this knowledge in thirty, like in four or five minutes? You know yeah. everything. You know about this. You know this. You can do this with your money. You can get in this just because you have a phone. Yes, I understand all that, but you're 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 doing. I just didn't understand it. It was just too blah. That's why I fast forward. Yeah. It's like I don't have time to waste. I would have to say, um, you know, like in a in, in a movie that was like this, in a predictable kind of whatever i would i would give it one star I mean, it wasn't yeah. horrible but um yeah uh, uh russell crowe did not look like himself and i no. i thought he did thought he did pretty good but when i went and looked up pictures i mean he's just gained a lot of weight yes he is. You, know, you, you can only look hot for so long and then you want to eat a donut like you want to eat <laughs> you want cheesecake you don't want to spend your life at the gym you your life so you know more power to him he fit the part yeah. though he fit the part because if he would have been some really hot looking guy behind i wouldn't have bought it but he kind of had that <laughs> he kind of had that you know like that biker mean gangster yeah. back in the day when we were growing up kind yeah. of looked oh, yeah. like he looked tough i wouldn't have messed with him uh-uh. wouldn't have yeah. messed with him. so yeah maybe one star i mean it's not it's not bad um if you enjoy those kind of things i first of all i don't like so i don't like car chases i don't like when people you know harm other people because of other people's mistakes that makes no sense to me um, yeah. And I don't like when people harm children. I just think that ste- steps over like crazy psycho for me. So yeah. that's why I give it one star. I mean, you can but, watch it. It's not that bad, but yeah, not something. Well, like I, I said, like I said before, Rachel has road rage. You know? <laughs> oh, I have road rage. I have road rage. Oh, I, I oh, have God. road rage to myself. I mean, when they walk up to me, I smile like, uh-huh. or I might give them a little bit of a look, but I would never like. They would never know I'm mad at them. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, my girlfriend and my daughter have road rage. Yeah. I'll tell you. And I used to have it. I don't have it anymore, but, you know. This so, Derek, uh, what would you... That's just well, this movie is why I don't react to people actually with road rage. Because actually people have been shot and killed while driving their car. And I just, I, I like to scream inside my, my car and myself. Okay, I got a question for you, Kim. I rode with you a couple of times to Lawrence. Uh-huh. You had road rage. <laughs> I rode with you. I know. I told you. That's the only way I can get out of all my frustrations is to get behind some idiot that's driving 65 miles in a 75 mile an hour zone in the left lane. I just felt like rocket boosters. To knock remember I saw, I saw, and remember I told you that uh, Melissa has road rage yeah. and you have it. But you, <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, so Derek, what do you think of this movie? I... I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. Uh, it was very reminiscent of uh, The Hitcher, uh, which oh, yeah. is an all-time favorite of I don't think it's the original Hitcher, though. Oh, no, definitely so. not. And, of course, yeah. there was a remake of that as well. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, this one definitely had some, you know, and there were a few movies that it, it kind of reminded me of. I mean, Hitcher just being one of them. Uh, Joyride, yeah. Changing Lanes, uh, 1971's The Duel. Uh, yeah, The Duel was fantastic. Oh. Yeah, so there, there, were, there were a lot of... Uh, uh, beats to this movie that, that kind of harkened back to those uh, I, it's interesting that Russell Crowe was, was chosen for this uh, particular role because uh, if any of you guys remember during the early 2000s he had a string of incidents that uh, oh, yeah. left him with the reputation of having a bad temper so yes. I'm kind of wondering if maybe if, if, if this, mo- this role was like made for him in a sense and I'm sure he's <laughs> cooled down since then but it, it's still it's kind of funny to me that Russell Crowe was chosen to be in a role of a guy who's losing it. Right, <laughs> and right. He's, he's been known to lose it in the past. So you know what? Uh, he might have also lost a bet or had some. Um, he might have had some community service that he had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe this was his admission of sorts. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, I did those things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun flick. It's a good popcorn uh, uh, movie. Uh, and considering it's, it's you know, timing for release, I think it did fairly well. I mean, it, it wasn't I'm smash it. I think most of it's, uh, I think it grossed just over $40 million worldwide. Uh, yeah. Not sure how much was spent on it uh, production-wise. Uh, but I'm well, sure, you they know, had so many accidents in that movie. Yeah, car accidents, oh, yeah, so, yeah. you know. Well, and cars are a dime a dozen to, to film companies. I, yes. I, it wouldn't surprise me if the, the total uh, profit from an initial release is probably about $10 million. Uh, But yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I, I'd have to say two stars for me. Uh, yeah. I would suggest it as a good, you know, popcorn action flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also the second Hitcher movie starred Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill. And yeah, yeah I had yeah. to see that one. So anyway, so that moving one, on. That, one, that, that second Hitcher was... was uh, it did some things that were different from the original. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, the love interest was part of the story from the beginning, whereas in yes. the original, uh, you don't meet the love interest until like halfway through the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I also kind of like that the, oh, we're getting onto another movie, but I kind of like how the guy was the one that was killed in, uh, in the second movie. So, you know. Yeah. But anyways, but anyways, okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, oh, what'd you, uh, oh, you did this uh, two stars, didn't you, Derek? Two stars. Okay. All right. Okay. Next up uh, is uh, let's see two different strangers. Two distant uh, strangers. Oh, two, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two di- <laughs> Okay. And uh, two distant strangers. God, how did I say that wrong? I, I apologize, everyone. But anyways, uh, this movie is a, it's like 20 minutes long, 
and and um, so he's a uh, guy is uh, uh, slept with, with a woman and all that, and so he's kind of like um, they have a, a good time and all that stuff, and so uh, he gets up and you know he says, well, and he shows a picture of. Uh, uh, of the girl of his dog and all that stuff, and you know, there was a, you know, it was like a, a nice uh, beginning or all that, and so uh, he he leaves, and um, suddenly he is uh, a guy said um, a officer said, hey, um, are you smoking a joint? He said, no, I'm smoking a cigarette and all that. Then he opened it. Uh, then uh, he uh, uh, a bunch of money that he had and all that uh, fell out onto the ground and all that, and so. He's kind of like, okay, um, you need to be, uh, uh, I got to, you know, inspect uh, what you have. And he puts them in a, you know, on a lineup and all that and blah, blah, blah. And, and then um, the next day he, he uh, well, he, he knows he gets, uh, he gets killed and then he wakes up and he said, oh my God, what the hell happened? And he's still sleeping with that same woman. And um, so he gets up, he goes out and gets, you know, killed again and all that. And so he leaves, comes back, and all that. I thought, um, okay, this movie is a lot like Groundhog Day, but it's serious. And I like that part of this because it's a short, convincing movie. And uh, it stars uh, Joey Bata, Terrence Howard, and Samia Simone. And um, it's kind of like all he wants to do is get home, take care of his dog, and that'll be it. And, but he has so much trouble just getting back to his house and all that stuff. But um, this movie, I thought, was very, uh, very good. I thought it was uh, two different, uh, two distant strangers is a very convincing uh, movie because it's something that's happening nowadays. People uh, just recently uh, in Minnesota, again, somebody else was killed and all that stuff. And you know what? This is a really outstanding movie. It doesn't last like 20 minutes at the most because you get so much out of watching this uh this movie for 20 minutes because he's just he gets up each day and he uh, gets up at the same time and you know this is just uh, an outstanding movie and i i just i can't even praise this enough and then, like i said this is an ex- outstanding movie and uh, if you have uh, kids like uh maybe 15 or older or something like that haven't watched this movie i think this movie is very good it's very poignant and it's what's happening in society right now and i'm just i can't even uh tell you how amazing this movie is because like i said before you know it's just uh it's poignant poignant to what's happening today and i thought this movie was so much uh it's so it's just uh, such an an outstanding movie and um i i can't even praise this enough and uh and i'm glad it was a short movie because you get so much out of this and i i out of this movie, and it's only 20, 25, 20 or 25 minutes long. 32 it's minutes. a short movie, huh? It's 32 minutes long. Oh, 32? Oh, wow. I didn't know. Wow. See, I didn't even know that. But anyways, um, I just, uh, I I can't uh, comment how good this movie is. And like I said, it's uh, I, it's what's happening nowadays. And I'm just, um, I was just uh, amazed by this movie. And uh, I'm going to give this uh, probably four out of four stars. That's how good I thought this movie was. And um, Kim, what do you think of this movie? So this movie um, was actually a, a COVID movie. So that takes on a different perspective with me because um, t- uh, Trayvon Free wrote this in July of 2020. And so yeah. that means it was it was because it's, it's one of those, and I think we're going to see a lot of these because of yeah. the limited amount of what you can do with COVID in 2020 and going forward with big productions and stuff like that, trying to film 
big shows is a little bit harder. So we are doing these little shows like the other one that we had the script with just um, this Zendaya with just the two people. So this one is basically kind of the same thing. There's like, you know, five or six characters in it. And um, it is, when I first started watching this, I had no clue that it was 30 minutes. I had no clue what it was about. And when it starts out and the very first attack, and, and, I'll, and I'll say what it is because it's what you, when you go on Netflix and you go to watch it, to watch Netflix, the, the commercial is going to come up and you're going to see this, this young black man um, be attacked by a white officer on the ground with a knee on his throat. And he's saying, I can't breathe. And I started watching it and I shut it off. And I was like, nope, not doing it. I'm sorry. I just cannot do these movies. I can't, I can't watch reality. Like uh, maybe 10 years from now. But as I was closing it down, I looked up and it said that I only had like 26 minutes left. And I was like, what? That intrigued yeah. me. So that is the only reason that I turned it back on. And when I turned it back on, he's laying back in bed. And I went, what the heck is going on? And to go through, to go through this movie um, and just... It, to, to have this guy that just wants to go home and there is yeah and, and every time i mean we're talking a hundred times something bad happens to him and even though he changes it like every other show that we watch change it to try to be a better person reality is, is he hadn't done anything wrong in the first place to change no. and so yeah this this show is it's it's um it was it was really good i'm gonna say three out of four stars i um i, I was able to watch that because the first death that George Floyd was also Eric Garner, um, and that was in 2014. So you know we forget what the past is, and we only know what's going on. And so if it would, if they could have still wrote this before George Floyd, and it still would have started the same way because yeah. this has happened before. So very good, very good short movie. Um, it, it would be a conversation if you watched it with your kids. It, it would be a conversation. Um, it is not pinpointing um, all of something bad. It is just one particular situation, and the ending is just like what? So yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm really glad that I was paying attention and saw because I, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm a big stickler when it comes to replicating uh, 2020 in a movie right now. I, yeah. I watch movies for entertainment. I watch for knowledge, not to live what I'm living right now. So I really enjoyed it. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I knew, uh, I, I was hoping you would watch this movie, Kim. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just, uh, I think this is such a good movie to show and it's a short movie. It's very powerful, and um, I, you know, I'm glad you went back and watched this again because yeah. it, it is, it's just amazing. It's amazing. So, what do you think, Derek? This was an absolutely great movie. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, there were there were some. It was obviously like a, a Groundhog Day or any of those. Yeah, you know, movies where you're but it's serious. reliving the same day. But yeah, it, yeah. it is serious. Uh, much like you know, yeah. Happy Death Day was a horror, and uh, yeah. Groundhog Day was a comedy. Uh, yeah. And I, I especially liked how it brought uh, social uh, uh, issues into the fold of the story. You know, instead of creating a, a, a false narrative, it, it kind of shows the things that do happen. You know, where whereas uh, Groundhog Day was this romantic comedy, and then Happy Death Day with horror. This yeah. one took the opportunity to try to educate people how things can be for certain people in the world, not just today, but throughout history. And I, I really loved how it, it took advantage of, of the plot device to, to tell us the story. Uh, it was an absolutely great movie. The, the, the cast was phenomenal. Oh, and God. I think Kim's right. We're going to see a lot more of uh, these kind of films, these, these either shorter films or films with a smaller cast as a result of uh, COVID. Uh, yeah. And this, this is one of those ones that did it really well, unlike that one we did on one of our first shows where 
they filmed entirely during COVID and the first 15 minutes of the movie was a Zoom. Yeah, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, one, this one was done really, really well. So yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm giving this one three out of four stars. I think, I think yeah. that after, you know, when things are kind of lightening up a little bit, um, you know, when you are, when you are an actor, a performer, entertainer, and that's what you, that's what your life is about. And you are basically shut in, you know, you are a performer. That is as part of your life. And with these, you know, I, I'm just surprised that albums are not being written last year. Music has got to be coming out because these people have got to be, I mean, they had so much time to sit and like write and write and write. And even what they were writing about before 2020, I think it's changed in 2020. I think they have a whole new dimension and a whole new uh, topics that they've never thought that that would come true to where now they can take it one step further because most yeah. of the stuff we've gone through, it's in a movie. There's, there's nothing in 2020 that isn't in a movie somewhere. So well, now there, there are there are uh, uh, you know issues with you know having a pandemic hit us when the way it did. Uh, there have been uh, films that have literally been canceled for no reason because of the pandemic. Uh, the third movie in the Collector series uh, apparently is not going to get finished. They had only started filming it when the pandemic hit, and they got I think maybe two weeks of filming in, and then they had yeah. to shut down because of the pandemic. And the director hasn't heard anything since. He's got no word from the producers about whether or not he's supposed to continue. Uh, their sets have been uh, uh, dismantled. Props have been stolen from the sets. Yeah. So at this point, it looks like there will not be a third movie, even though they already started the production. Uh, right. And I'm sure there are artists out there that have done a lot of writing, but they can't get into the studio to record. Uh, uh, and yeah. you have that. There's a huge problem with this whole pandemic thing because people don't realize how many people in the arts we rely on the people that yeah. make our movies tv shows our music write our books yeah. these are the people that we rely on when we're just sitting at home and being lazy right. because when we're being lazy what are we doing we're entertaining ourselves with movies yeah. music reading yeah. and yeah. people are taking advantage of that it's a, we all have friends in the industry and we've yeah. all seen how they've talked about how there needs to be more assistance for people in the arts because yeah. during a situation like the pandemic they're not eligible for you know, this assistance because their jobs aren't payroll or their jobs aren't, you know, something that you go to work nine to five. They literally work their hours and when they can and when they want to. Yeah. So, yeah I think, I think that, um, I think, I think that we're going to see a lot of these kind of shows that come out just for the fact that um, they're, it's what people want to see, like this 20 and 30 minutes. Oh my gosh, if there were more movies like that, that's why I choose YouTube before I go to bed. So I'm not stuck for watching a two hour movie. And if people you know, realize that that's actually a, a what for people, yeah. I thought I thought it was great. Some movies I see, I'm like, really? Why did you need two hours for this? You could have got this done in like 45 minutes. I would have been just fine. But another thing is, is when all this stuff was happening in 2020, what really irritated me were the, were, was the ignorant comments from people saying, oh, look, Looks like we really don't need who's essential, who's non-essential. Oh, movie stars are non-essential. Oh, singers are non-essential. And they were bragging on it. And my comment to them was, what are you doing to entertain yourself while you are stuck in the house? You're watching Netflix. Yes. You're watching television. You're listening to music. Just because they're not doing it now, could you imagine being stuck in 2020 with ABC, NBC, and CBS? No. No. <laughs> If no. we had the pandemic back in 1979 or 1972, could you imagine the difference of how your life would actually be versus what we have now to entertain us? I mean, you can only play outside gotta, so long. All you got to do is talk to the people who lived through the pandemic at the, in the 20s. Right. They, they could tell you, and there are some of them out there left that are, you know, they're like, 
there have been people who've lived through that pandemic and this one. So yeah. they could tell you that, yeah, indeed, uh, uh, back then, they, they didn't have TV. They didn't they have indoor radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. No, you're, you're locked in your house. You can't leave. Um, but our toilet's outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And, yeah. and strange thing is, during the uh, uh, pandemic of the early 20th century, you had anti-maskers back then, too. Yeah. You had oh, people, yeah. you know, wanting us to reopen. Oh, we need to reopen the economy. It's more important. Yeah. I'd seen a post the but, other day. Somebody had uh, uh, tweeted out that the uh, uh, Black Plague disappeared just like that. And then someone had to comment saying, yeah, and it killed a third of Europe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll tell you what. You, you, I remember, uh, you know. The Black Plague? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Oh, 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 thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Oh, but you know what? I mean, seriously, if we have had this pandemic back when you only got like three channels and all that, but uh, we couldn't, well, we can't, we couldn't go outside, you know. But you know, what we, what were you gonna do? You would read, play games, uh, not video games, actual board games, kids, right, yes. and and uh, and then you. You'd stay at home and maybe watch, uh, uh, you know, some night shows, and that's it. Because I mean, people don't, people nowadays don't understand uh, how, um, you know, like you said, Kim, people are staying home and watching TV and playing video games and all that stuff, and that's great. I love it. But uh, back in those, back uh, if we had that when we were uh, younger, I mean, you can't go outside. You can't. Uh, you, you only had three channels, and you'd stay at home and play games and read. And I, you know, oh my you, God, people have to read. You would probably <laughs> but, actually finally finish that game of Monopoly, though. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we've all played Monopoly. The, the last thing you want to do is play it with people stuck in a house. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, it's just like um, I love this. I mean, I hate that I can't. I can go outside, you know, but. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, I can stay inside and watch movies and be on, on 785's radio show, The Isles Eat, and I can do all that stuff. It's hard uh, because uh, Derek and I both had our first shots, and you know what? It, people don't realize, if you don't have shots, you can't do anything. Derek had a, Derek had a heart attack, I had three strokes, and you, you're very limited in what you can do. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and then I kind of like, okay, um, if you're healthy and all that, that's fine. But, you know, I just, people don't realize that how it's, um, it's hard, but uh, if you grew up when we were like kids, you couldn't do anything back then. You have three channels and that's it, you know? So, you know, Definitely. that's just, it's just, you know, but anyways. I'll, I'll, but, I'll be excited to see all the other stuff that comes out, you know, post-COVID lockdowns from all the, you know, the actors, the movies and see the diff you know, the difference, because I don't think we're going to be making the huge big movies, especially this year. I, I doubt that they're going to be on a set with like, you know, putting together another Godzilla movie or something, you know, what, yeah. that, what it yeah. makes sense. But I, I think that, I think we're going to see a lot of movies being made this year, but it's going to be more like five, 10, 12 people um, uh, in, in it as a, you know, acting and filming in it. So it should be interesting. Well, Netflix is talking to Sony Pictures and uh, the rate that, and they want to bring uh, Sony wants to bring movies to Netflix they, uh, and at the theaters, but they want to have it on Netflix too. So, 
I mean, and streaming the, is going to uh, be the new option for yeah, a yeah, it's a new, studios. Yeah, and I'm just and not I'm just because like, of the pandemic. No, no, but I'm just kind of thinking that you know, um, it, you know, if you don't want to get out of the house, uh, that'd be a good thing to do, man. You can just stay at home, you know. Not, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's uh, but uh, Netflix is talking to Sony Pictures, right. and Sony Pictures owns a bunch of stuff. And now uh, Paramount uh, is going to show a bunch of movies. Uh, Disney Plus is showing movies. You have to pay for well, like on Disney yeah. Plus some of the movies. You actually have to yeah, pay. they have that. Yeah, so it's yeah. like a pay per view. Yeah. So you have to pay for Disney Plus, then you have to pay to watch the movies. Yes, I'll be honest. No, I, think, I think that's uh, just for their new releases. Yeah. You pay the premium. Yeah, yeah. For well, that. but see, like but the ones on HBO Max, you just watch yeah. them. But, but Disney would, Plus, you pay. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah, that. You know what? If I had to pay for uh, movies that I could just go down to the theaters, of course, and just go and watch if the, if this is all done or we get our shots and all that stuff, you know what? I'd rather go to the theaters. I'm sorry to watch movies. Me too. You know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a whole you know. Different, it's a whole different way. of. I'm in my house every single day, all day long, and to sit on my couch and watch a movie, I'm not going to watch it all. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to... I just don't have the attention span by myself. Movies make yeah. me have to sit there. I don't get to get up and walk around. So, but, you know, that, not everybody has a huge screen with a, you right. know, surround sound system. And, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and then you have the other options of films that are done in 3D. So, you know, the, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. 3D yeah. screens you can do. And, you know, and we'll some, get we'll get there eventually. I think I think we probably still have at least another year before that stuff kind of takes off. And even if they declare everything safe, it'll take, I think, another year before you start seeing studios putting their films in theaters to right. to a degree where everybody's going yeah our, yes. our theaters are actually now i've driven by and the parking lot's pretty crowded so i'm pretty happy yeah. with that people are getting back to the movies they're doing the social distancing stuff and they're doing some newer movies there so yeah i think i think by the end of this year uh, i think uh they'll be back and there's more money to help the theaters you know recoup some costs if they if they do the svo grants so once yeah. the theaters get some more money then they'll be able to you know, bring in newer shows, and then the, the studios are going to have to understand that they're going to have to work with the theaters if they if they want them to be around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because what, what, I mean, what I see happening is probably uh, increased ticket prices. You know, the, oh the yeah. Studios oh, will probably you know allow the, Oh yeah. But the studios will probably you know allow the, the the theaters to show them at a at a reduced cost, but demand a higher ticket. Uh, yeah. Uh, percentage. I mean, they already yeah. get a huge percentage of the they ticket. Get, anyway. They get ninety percent, ninety percent of the tickets for the first two weeks, and then it's it's like eighty percent for the next two weeks, then seventy percent for the next two weeks, and then after it's been in the theater for two months, the theater actually can make money off of the show. So when I met yes. with AMC, that's what they were talking about. And that's why they're bringing food and restaurants into their theaters. So I think you're. I think you know the big theaters. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more theaters like ours, which are kind of the smaller yeah. theaters. Are going to be more yeah. smaller theaters. Um, that are serving food and, and having a full bar because um, they don't have to give them a, such a big percent of that money to the studio. Well, I tell you what, I was I was just hoping that when they redid the the, uh, the fourteen that they would have maybe uh, maybe a separate thing where they sell uh, uh, actual food and all that. I thought they were going to do all that, and there was rumor they were going to do all that, and then they said, "Well, we we don't want to do that. We'll just stick with the same stuff." And the new theater is offering food and all that stuff. That right there is going to bring people in, yeah, you know. It and it's just, I'm just, um, I've been reviewing movies now for 32 years. That's how long it's been, Derek. Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it also but, depends on uh, what films the theater is screening. Because some, some uh, yeah. studios have exclusive rights with certain theaters. Right. So now, it, HBO, it also, it also depends HBO on Max. Plan. 
has uh, theater uh, movies, current movies, they're going to be released on HBO Max and at the movie theaters. And that's going to go on throughout the end of the year. Right. And then Netflix and Sony, I heard, are going to start movie, show movies at the theater and on Netflix as well. And I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good idea if you can't get out and all that stuff, you know, I think it's a good idea, but you know what? I just want to get out of the house and go see a movie. I've been reviewing movies all my life. I want to continue. I, we, we still continue to do this with uh, you two. You, and, and I'm just like, I just want to get out of the house and go to a movie. That's all I want to do. You know? So. All right. Well, we have to, but, we have to wrap yeah, it up. All right. right well, I tell you what. I tell you what, and then also don't forget the Slash and Bash Horror Sci-Fi Film Festival. It's going to happen on August the 5th through the 7th. We have a costume con- a costume contest, a game room, and we're going to show movies, uh, short movies. Uh, uh, Slash and Bash and Film Freeway are going to start showing short horror and sci-fi movies. Can be in a longer 15 minutes. Go to Film Freeway, and you can find out how to enter. I'm uh, so Kim, it's superstar Kim Schultz. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Derek, the toy maker. Neil. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the Isle Seat.